Earlier this week, President Emmanuel Macron of France inverted the well-loved scene from Monty Python's Life of Brian, in which a group of seething Judean revolutionaries ask each other, rhetorically, what their Roman overlords have ever done for them. But apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation, medicine, education... Yeah, you're all right, fair enough. And the wine? Yeah, yeah, that's something we'd really misread if the Romans left. Macron, settling comfortably into the role of an imperial proconsul, told a bunch of disgruntled African countries exactly what, as he saw it, the French had done for them. Macron was defending the decision of France's ambassador to Niger to stay put, despite instructions from the Nigerian army officers who seized power last month to clear off. Macron said that if it had not been for France's recent military interventions to combat jihadist insurgents in Niger and Mali, Guinea and Burkina Faso, also scenes of recent coups d'etat, then none of these khaki-clad usurpers would have had a country left to seize power in. Macron was briskly criticised for being, take your pick really, haughty, insensitive, imperialistic, paternalistic and so forth. But he wasn't necessarily wrong, as is demonstrated by the snappily titled recent United Nations document, Final Report of the Panel of Experts on Mali Established Pursuant to Security Council Resolution 2374, which flags a gathering African revival of Islamic State. The headline is that the local franchise of Islamic State, Islamic State in the Greater Sahara, has in the last year or so at least doubled the area it controls in Mali. A little less than a decade ago, you may recall, Islamic State loomed as the world's principal security challenge. At its peak in around 2014 to 2015, Islamic State controlled around a third of Syria and maybe a slightly larger proportion of Iraq, an area all told about the size of the United Kingdom. Within the borders of what it was pleased to call its caliphate, Islamic State ruled its millions of captive subjects with a mixture of cruelty and stupidity at which the Taliban would have quailed. The sheer savagery of IS has worked superbly well. It paralyzes its enemies with terror. We're coming for you, he says, with disturbing calm. With men who love death as much as you love life, you will never be safe as long as we are alive. Indeed, on at least one occasion, the Taliban have issued formal condemnation of the Afghan variant of Islamic State, complaining that, honestly, not making this up, such brutal actions by a few irresponsible, ignorant individuals under the guise of Islam and Muslims are intolerable. It's a thought, certainly. A concerted effort by the militaries of several countries eventually dismantled Islamic State as a territorial entity. Islamic State's founding leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, blew himself up, along with three of his children, when US special forces raided his hideaway in Syria's northwestern province of Idlib in 2019. 
However, and as this UN report reminds, Islamic State never went entirely away. They are still active in their former fiefdom in the Middle East, despite a daunting turnover in the upper executive roles. The current caliph, Abu Hafs al-Hashimi al-Qurashi, formally announced earlier this month, is the fourth occupant of the role since al-Baghdadi's death, his three predecessors having met equally unpleasant, if equally unlamented, demises. But it's the UN's report on Islamic State's activity in Africa which makes the most alarming, and for President Macron at least, most vindicating reading. The report frets about terrorists being presented by regional chaos with, quote, an opportunity to re-enact the 2012 scenario. The spectre being summoned here is the near conquest that year of Mali by various jihadist ratbags, including Islamic State. Amid a rebellion by Tuareg tribesfolk and the collapse of the Malian army, Islamist insurgents seized most of the country's north, including the cities of Gaur and Timbuktu, and imposed a rule of theocratic terror. There were fears that they were poised to march on the capital, Bamako. Dozens of guests and staff members were freed from the Radisson Blue Hotel by Malian soldiers and police, backed by a French special unit and UN forces. The ordeal started hours earlier in the morning, when a group of Islamic extremists stormed the hotel. This threat, and Mali's jihadi problem more generally, were somewhat averted by French military intervention. Operation Serval, launched in January 2013 at the request of Mali's then-government, took considerable advantage of the fact that France has an air force and the rebels were not afforded much cover by Mali's deserts. Serval was succeeded by Operation Bakan, which sought to roust jihadists across the Sahel. Bakan concluded in November last year. The worry, well, a worry this time, is that if Islamic State and or other jihadist groups get properly up and about again, these include Islamic State's rival, the Al-Qaeda affiliate Jamaat Nusrat al-Islam wal-Muslimin, France may not be in a position to ride to the rescue. The officers who have recently seized power in the former French colonies of Mali, Niger, Guinea and Burkina Faso have all made a noisy point of baiting and or rejecting France, Using instead the protection of Russia, whose friendship, if less conditional, may prove, should push meet shove, less reliable. Mali has gone so far as to eject the UN peacekeeping force, MINUSMA, which had been operating in the country for more than a decade. It is not yet clear what attitude will be taken by the officers who seized power this week in yet another former French colony, Gabon. It is far from impossible, however, that in at least one of these countries, President Macron may find himself obliged to give France's military the go-order on Operation Told You So. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.